0: Good morning. It's Monday morning, and it's sunny and beautiful. It's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. <laughs> I don't have an apron on. Well, it's I, summer. You, who needs the extra, you know, I know.
1: warmth? I forgot. <laughs> welcome to the future. <laughs> oh, for me, it's welcome to the now. Yikes. I swear. I <laughs> swear. Oh, just before the show started, Marianne, and I closed the windows in here, which isn't something you would normally do in this weather. But we had this feeling because a landscaping truck pulled up. And now, you know how, oh, it's such a good thing we did. You know how, like, when North Korea does military exercises (laughs) and you see all those guys, it's all for show. Well, it's like each one of them has a lawnmower outside. (laughs) That's really something. A platoon of (laughs) weed eaters. So good. We close the window so that you guys can hear us.
0: (laughs) There's ambient noise and then there's ambient noise. (laughs) How are you? I'm well. I'm pretty, um, I'm really enjoying the weather we've had lately. Yeah, yeah. Just sun and cool. Uh, it's fabulous. Yeah, glorious. Yes, it is. It's distracting. Yeah. And I always grill, but I've been grilling
1: even more. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how you could grill even more. I mean, <laughs> I know, you I grill know. every day. I, know. I made some curry chicken. You know, I really like curry chicken. But um, I um, thought, okay, I'll grill the chicken. So I just you know, slice up some chicken breast. I don't cube it up until... I, I put it in the dish because I don't I'm lazy I don't want to babysit each piece so it doesn't fall through the grill you know. Yeah. So, so just, this is for uh, salad? No, curry chicken, no not the salad, just for like curry yeah. chicken with a creamy hot sauce. Yeah. Not 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 real spicy, but I mean like it's for dinner over rice. Yeah. And so um I grilled the chicken but normally I marinate the chicken, you know, I put some yogurt and curry and and onions and things and just let it sit for a while and I didn't do that. And it really made a difference that I didn't do it. It was a lot it was flavorless, the chicken itself. And you know how they say to season at every step? They yes, always say that. Yes. And so and, and I do and I did salt and pepper it, but it's just it's a lot better when you marinate it first. I just made a mistake. Well, I want you, you, you didn't make a
0: mistake, you did a test.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> uh, but when you do marinate it, how long do you let it sit? You know, they with chicken you don't wanna let it sit like overnight or anything. But right. I usually let it sit probably i guess an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: That's real doable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a you know major commitment. So. And now, now I have proof that it makes a difference.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yogurt is a really good medium for
1: um, marinating a lot of things. I think it's essentially thick buttermilk.
0: Yeah, it really. is. Yeah. But uh, for me personally, having uh, yogurt on hand is m- always likely, and uh, mm-hmm. buttermilk not not so much. Mm-hmm. I don't always
1: have buttermilk, although um, I love all the things buttermilk can do well and you. then a lot of times I mean it's the same culture seriously buttermilk and yogurt and so if if I don't have um buttermilk I'll just put some milk and yogurt and make it thinner
0: yeah there you go
1: and it works yeah better and than any other kind of like put lemon in milk type substitute yeah oh uh, no yeah
0: I don't think that that is a, a, that's not good <laughs> yeah
1: I, I really don't care for that system. It, in baking vegan stuff, you put lemon in um, soy milk, and you're just like, oh, this is so many, like, <laughs> like you know, times removed from real buttermilk. Oh.
0: <laughs> it, well, you know, uh, depending on uh, the diet we choose, we mm-hmm. have to make uh, adjustments. And yep. also I think that also we um, – our taste makes adjustments mm-hmm. too over time. Uh, we – uh, there are many things that I love, love, love that I wouldn't have liked, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, but seriously, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so, you know, we're going into tomato season here pretty soon. Oh, I mean, we're I getting know. pretty nice ones from a little, not very far away right now, but soon we'll have them pretty close to home. You
1: know, that's like a way that I like, um, um, like filter who's going to be my friend or not if they have (laughs) tomato plants hear that patty hear that harry (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i I don't even know how i got on the friend list because (laughs) i
0: no i am anathema to uh, tomato plants i just have never done a good job and i always start out with these beautiful little starts and then uh anyway um i'm happy to buy them yeah from uh you know from the valley or from uh nearer to home. If we can get them, I'm happy to buy them. And I found, uh, really, um, to me, an interesting um, vinaigrette for a tomato salad where you would just do like a platter of sliced tomatoes and drizzle some, um, uh, vinaigrette over it. Okay. And uh, the vinaigrette was uh, mostly uh, a base of olive oil, like a vinaigrette is, mm-hmm. uh, with a splash of sesame oil in it and a little bit of soy and um, some garlic sugar and white vinegar white distilled vinegar really not rice vinegar not uh cider vinegar uh but between the soy which is salty and a little tiny bit of sugar and Mm -hmm. um the sesame oil yum
1: see that's so funny because normally when things have white vinegar in them i just shy away from it and i just trade it for like Usually white wine vinegar. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's one salad. Um, it's a there was a restaurant in Minnesota a hundred years ago when I lived there um, called Tequila Berries. What <laughs> I know, I know. But what they, are they? I know. But they had a, <laughs> a salad that they were famous for, and it was um, pretty much just cauliflower chopped up almost like rice, you know, uh-huh. way before that was a thing, and then um, bacon and then um, uh, chopped up lettuce. So it was a chopped salad. And then their dressing was pretty much just mayonnaise, sugar, and white vinegar. And you're like, no, not white vinegar. It's going to taste like floor cleaner. But um, but it was really good. But yeah. I, I always shy away from it, I think, just because it's so extraordinarily strong smelling. You know? Yeah,
0: it is. I just is, think but... it's going to
1: wreck everything. And I, I know that I'm wrong. <laughs> but I still...
0: I always have it on hand, and I use it for um, non cooking things mm-hmm. usually but um, I'm discovering that it, it can be a really good thing to do and and I'm like you I usually substitute a white wine or Or a rice, unseasoned rice vinegar. And rice vinegar vinegar
1: is so good. It's delicious. Yeah,
0: it is. It's fabulous. Like
1: the easiest salad in the world is cucumbers, tomatoes, and seasoned rice vinegar. That's it. And it's low calorie, no oil, nothing. It's just delicious. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. And if you have a little leftover, it's really, really good to
0: uh, put the uh, tomatoes and cucumbers on a tuna tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. After they've been sitting in that. dressing
1: for a little while you they're, were ta- you sorry you no. were talking about a platter of tomatoes and visually yeah. that's such a pretty thing you know yes and when locks <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, so and when you have the heirloom tomatoes and they're all different shades it's really really a lovely lovely thing yes it is or
0: even a, a bowl of the multicolored cherry tomatoes, you know, mm-hmm. just just in half. They're, yeah, it's like having jewelry on your yeah. table. So and I get delicious.
1: tired of cherry tomatoes because they're the only ones that taste good in the winter. So I eat them all year long. Just the the yeah oh, just the heirloom tomatoes in the summer. There's just they can't be beat. Yeah. And um, also, we yes. talk about in the summer on every show corn.
0: <laughs> corn on every show because <laughs> corn. Melons, stone fruit. I mean, you know, tomatoes, yeah. we have to uh, <laughs> we have to hammer
1: that home because we don't have long to talk about no. it. But um, I came across an interesting method for freezing corn on the cob. So um, oh. yeah, so you just take the corn, cut off the ends, take off a couple of the outer husks, and then just freeze it. You can um, freeze it in a zipper bag you can freeze it like uh, where you take the air out vacuum sealer thing but um, then when you want it you uh, take it out of the bag and you run it underwater to get the husks off and then you boil it for like 15 minutes and normally you know how people in the olden days they boiled corn for so long and Uh it doesn't need to be boiled for long I mean just like two minutes is just fine but I understand why you would need to boil it longer to get the 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 cob of it, not frozen, so that the corn would get cold immediately. Uh But I thought that was really cool. And then they said you could also just um, take the corn out of the freezer, wrap it in foil, and stick it on the grill with the husks on, too. Oh, interesting. And I thought if you had a really exceptional batch of corn, which is possible, you know. Yes, it is. um, That that you could freeze some.
0: That's really a good idea. And, I you know, I have seen frozen corn on the cob as a commercial product Mm -hmm. before. Um, I've never tried it 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 seemed
1: weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. Well and then also there's you know is that the way to store corn because it takes up right. so much freezer oh, room yeah. you know so i don't know if it's right but i thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, very. And and i wonder too if that makes it easier to husk. Oh, i don't know. I'm all for anything that makes it easier to (laughs) ask. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm still in the test phase with corn because it's a little early. Yeah. And um, so uh, every week or so, I buy a couple ears of corn and we have it and uh, look at each other across the table and go, "Um, not yet.
1: So well, well speaking of early and late and um is that a segue? How was that? Was that a pretty good one? That was really excellent. <laughs> Would even be better if we weren't you know, discussing it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get uh, the hang of it. So <laughs> I have some news about berries. What? Yeah, so you know that berry stand that's out on 101? Yes, do to- we all know that? Yeah, today's going to be the first day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so he said he'd be there a little before 1030, and he said everything is getting ripe at once. He's going to have hoods today, <gasps> oh and he's my gosh. got a full truckload, and then um, he said his uh, Shucksons are going to be ripe by the middle of the week, which usually, you know, they are higher altitude berries. I love shuxons because I think they're as delicious as hoods, but they freeze better the hoods turn to mush and the shuctions it's not like they're like a berry that hasn't been frozen but it's an identifiable berry it's not just mush and so um uh they're a higher altitude berry much higher but still they're they're getting right like within four days which is really something wow and he says the berry season will be short this year too. the the strawberry season so
0: so this is um basically a Farmer's Market that is just one vendor and uh, a, a product of just berries. Um, and if you don't know, uh, you need to cruise down 101 through Warrenton.
1: Yeah, it's right across from the Keeler, de- Keer, Keeler, Keeler, Keeler Dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Keeler Dealership. <laughs> <laughs> and over in the area
0: where um, uh, Schwab's is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it is worthy of your um, cruising by and seeing because it's. Uh, it,
1: Everything is so luscious, and so he's only there for such a short time Mm -hmm. every year. And he says he'll be there seven days a week. There's a a veggie guy there, too, a vegetable stand, but he's not going to come until not this week but the next week. Everything is late. His stuff is late. The berries are late. Everything's late.
0: So, uh, you know, this is the way that we can have things from not very far away that we can't have here quite yet. We have beautiful uh, strawberries here when we do, but we don't yet. I so haven't seen exciting. any. So I know. Exciting. I know. That's very good news. Hey, I heard, I read about, and have not tried, um, a suggestion for coating chicken before frying, you know, to get a mm-hmm. good crisp uh, crunch on the on your fried chicken. And it was an interesting cheat. It was sour cream mixed with um, uh, onion soup mix. Oh, really? The dry onion yeah, soup yeah. mix. Huh and uh just spread it on there and fry up chicken and it's supposed to be delicious and it actually
1: sounds delicious to me my grandma used to do sour cream and onions not sour cream sorry mayonnaise oh. and and onion soup mix and then cornflakes oh no kidding. <laughs> and, and it was good but i mean oh. it's such a like 50s thing you yeah. know what i mean it's so cornflakes in general jello
0: uh, on the side <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh jello with pineapple and uh, i don't know what else in there um the the carrots, oh, yeah, that's right. Wasn't that called like he- heavenly salad or per- paradise salad or some kind of thing that would lead you to think it was delicious? Uh, <laughs> Gr-
1: <laughs> grandma's sneaky oh, effort at getting man. me to eat a vegetable, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just very bad.
0: Although, I don't know why I'm uh, casting aspersions on that when I'm willing to put. Onion soup I mix know. on the outside of a piece of chicken. So really, there ain't no accounting, right? There
1: ain't no accounting for taste. I wonder. I wonder how it would be with like the wetness of the sour cream. You know, like I wonder if that would make the oil crazy, because there know. isn't liquid in mayonnaise. You know. Yeah, but there is in sour cream. I wonder what that would do. Well, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have not tried it. I saw it and was like, mm, that's interesting, uh, because also. Uh, being the lazy person that I am it seems so much easier than the dredging and dipping and dredging and dipping yeah, you yeah. know what I mean uh, so I am uh, I am tempted to try it just because lazy <laughs> so <laughs> Hey, before we go on, I want to uh, let everybody know that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN, Community Radio, and North Coast Food Web, and um, I encourage you to visit both of those websites. Please do. If you haven't already, I'm continuing to recommend it. KMUN.org and NorthCoastFoodWeb.org are both treasure troves of interesting and valuable information. So. You know,
1: and I think I'm just plain wrong about the chicken because sour cream is so much like buttermilk and you yeah. always dredge it in buttermilk. So I'm just, I, I, my worries were completely unfounded. I'm just wrong.
0: Strike that from the record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Winding it back. I saw an interesting video on the Internet. And because it was a video, it wasn't a lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far. Yeah. So and what are those videos called where they go really fast through time? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, 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 Not time delay, or but I can't think of the word. Oh, there goes all the and <laughs> outside all the, the the legion of of of. <laughs> Lawn, leaf leaf blowers, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, what they did is they had a big platter of produce, and they set it out, and they were just showing you at what rate the different things rotted. Oh. So do you remember how I said I read that thing about how you put cucumbers on the counter? It's time lapse, right? Oh, that's it. I could not think. Okay. Thank you I so much. I had to much.
0: say it out loud quick before it, because it was <laughs> it was like on the crawl along the bottom of my brain. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, that's such a perfect description. So uh, so go ahead. I'm interested okay. in this. So it was a big platter of produce, and so there were strawberries, and they went to liquid immediately. So the time lapse was really fast, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, for them to go to liquid on a counter, you'd think it would take about a week, you know. So then the next thing to go were the peaches, and okay. then tomatoes, Oh. and then, um, then apples. And I think of apples as... As staying pretty long, you know, on on out in the air, yeah. you know, and then um, but there were cucumbers also on the um, platter, and there were potatoes, and there was, I think there was squash, but I can't remember. But anyway. The, um, the potatoes got a little withery, but the cucumbers were still there. And the cucumbers were slowly turning yellower over time, which is what I found mine to do when I leave them on the counter. But the cucumbers, or not cucumbers, the potatoes withered, and then they sprouted, and then they grew potato plants, and the cucumbers were still there. Wow. The cucumbers were the second most durable thing on the counter.
0: You know what? I'm going to... St- I always put cucumbers in the refrigerator and they, and they are d- so
1: short-lived yes
0: they get yes. slimy and almost within days if you don't use and it.
1: so that experiment i did <gasps> i mean it had been four times as long that they survived on the counter and it was only four times because we had a radio show i'm like they have been living you know four times as long and i think at a certain point they become maybe not as tasty because they get kind of yellow but they just last so much longer wow on the counter who Bizarre. knew? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't. Somebody did. So <laughs> potatoes withered. And you think how just sitting out on the counter, a potato withering and then growing a plant. I mean, that takes a really long time. Yeah. And the cucumber was still not mushy. It was still intact. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Impressive. Yeah. And also fascinating. <laughs> That's what I think of myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, of you that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So uh,
1: what have you been cooking? well, um, uh, pretty much just asparagus <laughs> yeah, this time well. of year. I mean, we try to eat vegetables with breakfast, even though that's not a super common thing but but we eat vegetables with breakfast a lot, and this time of year we have asparagus with pretty much every breakfast but um the other day um i was making some soup that had bacon in it a, a couple days before and i had four pieces of bacon left so i fried those up for breakfast and then decadence of decadence i fried the asparagus and the bacon grease <laughs> oh man bacon grease
0: is the that is actually the food of the gods you know we always <sighs> think of ambrosia as like a the food of the gods, or else a really obnoxious d- fruit cocktail <laughs> yes, mixed yes, with Cool Whip <laughs>
1: salad, but it's really bacon grease. Yeah. Well, and it does kind of negate the advantages you have the, the nutritional <laughs> advantages of asparagus when you fry it in bacon oh, grease <laughs> but those advantages are hugely overwhelmed by the sheer joy oh I know <laughs> anyway it was really good and I've always thought that asparagus was kind of the bacon for vegetarians you know if you're ever <laughs> making something and you want to make a vegetarian it has bacon you just put asparagus in it that always works for me so it was <laughs> it was really good and um but I thought that was funny that um <laughs> that I did that Oh my god. It made me laugh. I
0: uh I cooked uh s- uh snap peas last night. We do have <gasps> we do have local snap peas really, available. Really? Have not seen them yet? Oh my gosh. They're so good. They are so good and I just um uh, I think I talked before about finally getting a new element for, uh, I have, my electric range has these two panels that have the flat glass top Mm -hmm. burners in them, but they also unplug and you can put in a different kind of element that allows you to have a grill top or uh, or a flat top you know, a griddle. And I love the griddle because uh-huh. I can cook entire, I can cook meals that would take three saute pans in one thing. Uh-huh. I love that. And I just put uh, broccoli and uh, gave it a little extra time and then threw in snap peas and just like uh, in in um, not even olive oil, just in um, canola oil and then glazed them with a little butter and soy sauce. Yipes.
1: That would be delicious in bacon grease.
0: Oh, wouldn't it? (laughs) I am so embarrassed that I didn't think of it. Shoot. No, but that sounds really, really good. uh, Snow peas. I mean, uh, well, snow peas too, but snap peas. Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, corn. Look forward to them every year.
1: Do you do that thing where you take the string out of them? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I don't like eating that.
0: No. And I really, I only take it off of one side. I mean, you know, yeah. you just snap the top off and it... Right, yeah, the it, side that the
1: peas are attached to. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. that's what I do.
0: Yeah. So good. Made me happy.
1: You know, I've noticed, um, as a general rule of thumb, I, I, I just thought of this. When I am using something with sesame oil, sesame oil, I almost always put ginger in there. Oh. And I've noticed, like, the last two things that you said that you use sesame oil... You don't put ginger, and it's such a knee-jerk thing for me. I need not to be so knee-jerk, because sesame oil is delicious. I don't have to always put ginger in there. No,
0: it's really good with ginger and garlic. Yeah, and that's what I always do. But
1: But my stuff is kind of samey-tasting, you know, so I need to not always do that. I just think that sesame oil is so... uh, Like, if I'm going to have a
0: rice bowl, um, especially with brown rice, just a bowl of warm brown rice just with a little drizzle of sesame oil on it, that's all. Is mm-hmm. really, it really makes a huge difference. It makes it, just, it really nutty. I think it's a condiment, you know, yeah, yeah, and it is something we usually would add after it's off the burner or very mm-hmm. often. It's not a saute oil necessarily. Mm-mm. So I just think it's delicious.
1: Yeah, it really is. I need not to do that. I remember somebody made a dressing and it was mostly tahini, tahini and Sesame oil and it was really good. There wasn't any ginger in there. Yeah, tahini. I need to get more adventurous. Tahini is yeah. so good. I need to get more adventurous with salad dressings. I had
0: um, somebody gave me a little like a card type uh, recipe thing of uh, like. 10,000 salad yeah. <laughs> dressings. I don't even yeah. know what it was, but it was really a lot of salad dressings, and I enjoyed reading it. I read through it several times, and I still just make vinaigrette. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's what I mean. So, I have variations on vinaigrette. Like I, I said last week, I love putting, which you taught me, jam in there, berry jams, any any kind. It's just so good. And yeah. Orange marmalade, anything. It's just so good. But um, I need to, like, up my creamy dressing game, because there's really only two I make. One is buttermilk dressing with just like every herb in the garden uh-huh. and then the other one is um uh just where there's so much mustard in my vinaigrette <laughs> yeah and, and maybe yeah. an egg yolk that it becomes pretty creamy you know yeah but i need to like do tahini type dressings that yeah because
0: they're really good they are really good and the other thing that's really miso. good especially this yeah miso this time of year is green goddess because it's so oh, many that's herbs good idea. and it's just delicious and it can be a a dip or a spread also. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's a really good idea. Yum. And then nowadays, nowadays, them youngsters, <laughs> they're putting avocados in their dressings. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yum. But that's another that's way to make creamy. it creamy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's right. To, oh, there's always Thousand Island. Oh, yeah, I make that. But pretty exclusively for Crab Louie. We had those a couple nights ago. Hey, you know what I did? I made my, just because of um, being lazy in time, I made my... um Uh, croutons pretty big you know so i made them about twice as big as i normally do so the problem with fresh croutons is how i make them i like them kind of soft in the middle i um fry them in a saute pan so i put equal amounts of olive oil and butter in the pan and then um throw the cubes of bread in and just toss them around. Let them sit for, you know, two minutes on a side, you know, but the pan gets hotter one minute, one minute, and they're, they're pretty much done. Take them out and toss them with garlic salt. Um, but the pro- And they're delicious. But the problem is in about an hour, they get real chewy. Oh, right. So that's what happens. And I think that's the advantage to cooking them in the oven and making them like hard, hard, hard. But I just don't like them that way. Yeah. So anyway, I made them um, bigger. So they were about as big as maybe the first joint of my thumb. You know, they were, they were bigger than I normally cut them up, maybe even a little bigger. And um, uh, they stayed soft for the better part of a day. Really? Yeah. So it's a size thing. Okay. So anyway. It's a size thing. Now I know. Well, you've discovered, I mean, that's the science, right? Oh my God, I could have made those in bacon grease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the heck is wrong with us? I'm not cooking enough bacon. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. I almost always am using bacon these days. Once in a while for breakfast, but mostly I'm using it as an ingredient, like uh, in uh, with fresh green beans. I'll do shallots and um, oh, nice diced bacon in first in the pan, and then throw in the beans and um, that kind of thing. I'm. I don't know why I'm not just. Like cooking up the bacon, and then well, because it's the...
1: not good for you to be cooking up the bacon well, on a daily basis. I
0: can't cook it on my flat top because I won't have the grease. You know, everything runs <laughs> off. That's the other. That's the other really big advantage usually about the the flat top yeah. is that things drain off. Yeah. But uh, you don't want to lose that bacon grease. I used to always have a jar of it in the fridge, and my
1: grandmother always had a can of it on the counter. Well, um, before World War Two, it was the primary primary American cooking oil. Yes. I mean that's that's what people used. Yes, was bacon grease for for cooking. Well. Yum.
0: <laughs> I, that's all I have to say Grandma about wasn't that. wrong. <laughs> no, 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 indeed. And also, apparently, it wasn't wrong to put it in a can, a covered little, I mean, it was a little like a spun aluminum
1: can that said drippings mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. on it. My and... grandma kept it under the sink. It was never even in the fridge. No, never. I mean, ever. Never. That stuff in the bottom had to be at least three years old. And, <laughs> and we lived. It's just getting better. I'm not condoning that. Oh, my God, the lawyers, they're rushing the door. Good thing we have it. <laughs> Locked. look they're trying to get in <laughs> it's, I don't keep know. it in the
0: fridge it's <laughs> the lawyers or the
1: lawn care guys I don't know
0: which. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I made a giant uh, this is such a crazy thing to do when the sun is shining but it hasn't been hot here so no, uh-uh. in my defense I, I have turned on my oven a couple times <laughs> but um, I made a big vat of mac and cheese a few nights ago just for uh, uh, the starch side for dinner mm-hmm. because I was bored with everything I'd mm-hmm. done a million times. And um, every time I do that, I am reminded about how nice it is to have leftover mac and cheese in the yeah, fridge. Yeah, So nice. Yeah, And one of the things is um, throwing some, some of that on the um, griddle with eggs for breakfast you oh know? really Just no like i've never thought of doing anything like that mac and cheese really i can't recommend it highly enough oh really it gets yeah. kind of like a little crispy on the um outside do it's... you fry it in bacon grease i should <laughs> no i should <laughs> i'm remiss hey I... we are uh into our last minute we're into our last no. minute no yes whoa. So I just want to say thank you, Linda Perkins, so much. Thank you, Marianne. Do you want to sing us out, or are you not in
1: the mood to sing us out? Oh, no, I'm always in the mood to sing us out. Oh, well, then sing us out, would you? I'm driving my vegetables. I'm driving my green edibles. I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli, I'm driving my cauliflower, driving a bushel of corn home that you can freeze in your freezer if you take the ends off first and some of the outer husks. And then when you're ready, you take it out and you run it underwater. And then you get the husks off and then you boil it for 15 minutes. But if you want to, you can put it on the grill in foil. And add <laughs> fresh
0: strawberries. <Yes. laughs> Don't forget about the strawberries. Hey, everybody, have a great Monday. See you in a couple weeks. Bye.